0: Good morning, dear Sangha. Today is uh, Thursday, the 18th of July, 2013. And we are in the Assembly of Stars Meditation Hall of the Low Hamlet Plum Village. Today we have uh, a session of uh, questions and answers. And the children will have the chance to ask uh, a few questions, maybe three or four, or maybe five. And after that, uh, teenagers are encouraged to ask uh, their questions, and then uh, young adults. We like very much uh, to hear questions from the young people, and then there will be enough time for for the rest of us to ask our questions. We know that a good question can benefit many people. And therefore, we should ask uh, the real question, the question in our heart, a question that has to do with our suffering, our happiness, our practice, our difficulties. The question about how to practice better. <coughs> there are already a few uh, questions that have been written down, and from time to time, you read one of these questions. You may like to uh, ask a question in uh, English, French. Vietnamese, maybe German. But if you you speak Chinese or or Spanish, you have to bring your own translator. And a good question does not have to be very long. And those who have a question are asked to come here, up here, and sit around Thai, And they will take turns to sit on that chair, so that everyone can see them and before asking the question. In our tradition, before you ask a question, you breathe in and out three times with the sound of the bell. and uh, only one question for each person. <laughs> so you cannot say, I have three questions. Because we need the time for other people to have a chance to ask theirs. So those of us who have uh, a question, please come, come up here. It's very beautiful from here. The Sangha is beautiful. (laughs) Teenagers, young adults, So let us listen to the bell and enjoy breathing before three times. Three sounds of the bell. Nine, in breath and out breath. Before we ask the first question. morning before, before we go off to school, after work. The other person wish us uh, bonjourné, have a good day. Because we want to have a good day and uh, they also want us to have a good day. So everyone wishes that uh, we have a good day. And they also have a good day, that's normal. A good day is more pleasant than a day that is not good. But we shouldn't rely completely on the outside. If we know the practice, we can make our day good or better. If we know how to practice mindful breathing, if we know how to practice mindful walking, if we know how to handle our feelings. Uh, when uh, a painful feeling comes up, if we know how to recognize it and uh, embrace it and handle it, and then we suffer much less. Than, uh, than the people who do not know the practice. So whether the day is good or not good it depends a lot on ourselves. Uh, if you are very mindful, and then we can uh, recognize many good things in us and around us. and we enjoy the good things that are available so we can make the day good. Better. Sometimes, things happen not in the way we want. They say something not very kind. Uh, The train uh, uh, does not uh, start at the the, the time. Uh, uh, They cancel the flight. Uh, There are things like that. Uh, a car accident, and if we you know how to uh, how to take care of our body, how to take care of our feelings, and then when these uh, these negative things happen, we suffer much less than than other people who do not know the practice. Like in school, Uh, sometimes the other other children, um, they are not happy, and they express uh, their unhappiness uh, with violence and things like that. But if we know the practice of uh, mindful breathing, and we can see that that boy or that girl has a lot of suffering in him or in her. And he does not know how to handle the suffering in him. And that is why he's uh, he continue to suffer and he make uh, people around suffer. And if we see that, we have compassion for him. And if we have compassion for for him, we don't suffer much. Only when we have a lot of anger that we suffer. So, so, we can handle a bad situation with compassion, with understanding, and we suffer much less. So, instead of wishing a person a good day, uh, we can say that, uh, my dear, please practice, and I'm sure that you have a good day. And um, there is a way to begin your day. <laughs> And make it good right in the beginning before going to school or to work you sit down together and listen to the bell three times and you practice breathing in calming breathing out smiling and you have you have peace in yourself and that is not wishing that is making the day good right in the beginning and when you drive to work, or you, uh, you take the bus to school, and if you know how to breathe, to take care of your body and your mind, enjoy the beautiful landscape, look at the other kids with compassion, you can make your day good. So, the young people can practice. And do not rely only on the events outside of them. They know that they can make uh, that day a good uh, good days, and they may um, uh, they may take care of themselves so that uh, uh, when when uh, negative things happen, they they don't have to suffer much. Thank you for the question. That benefits uh, we are down also. Where does it go? When the spirit sorts the body, where is it many people imagine that the body is like a house. And uh, the spirit, the mind, is like uh, someone who is in the house, and the person can go in the house and go out the house, out of the house. Even many adults believe like that, and uh, they believe that we can take the mind out of the body. And the body out of the mind. They believe that body and mind are two things that 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 uh, are their, uh, their, on their own. Uh, body and mind are two separate entities. But that is not the truth. Not only uh, the Buddha, but also many uh, wise people, including scientists, have found that to be wrong. Body and mind are not two separate things. If there is no bo- body, there is no mind. If there is no mind, there is no body. It's like uh, this uh, sheet of paper. And we we can say that uh, this is uh, the left side, and this is the right side. And uh, the right and the left they they rely on each other in order to be there. If the left is not there, the right cannot be there either. You cannot uh, take, the, take, the right, take the left out of the right. You cannot say, dear friend, come and take the right and go to Bordeaux. And dear friend, please come and take the left to Paris. It's not possible. So, to take the body out of the mind and the mind out of the body is impossible. And that is, uh, in Buddhism, that's called uh, interbeing. Interbeing. We want to be together. You cannot be by yourself alone. You have to interbe with the other side, <coughs> with the other person. So in our dream, we might see that we get out of our body, and we fly. And we look back, we can see our body still sleeping. But that is in a dream only, that you invent in your mind. In fact, uh, the, 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 the the mind cannot get out of the body and go somewhere else. Because the mind is not a separate uh, separate uh, entity. And that is why when you see something happening in the body, the mind uh, is uh, influenced by it. And when some, some, something happens in the mind, the body uh, gets it, too. <coughs> and that is why uh, modern medicine knows that uh, in order to take care of the mind, you have to take care of the body. In order to take care of the body, you have to take care of the mind. This is a very difficult uh, question. Uh, we have to learn a lot in order to understand. When I was uh, 16, I had to, to learn to begin learning this already. <coughs> Everything we see, like our body, like the house, like the tree, like the s- stars, like the moon, everything that you see are the object of your mind. That is difficult. How could a 16-year-old boy understand? But he have to learn, to begin to learn. This house, that mountain, that river, that star, is not separated from our mind. It is the object of our mind. that is the only thing we can be sure of. Everything depends of our mind, and uh, you think the book this book is not our mind but it, But it is part of our mind. It is the object of our mind. So, for the time being, I think that the thing, the thing we can learn is that body and mind are not two separate things. They are linked to each other. Without one, the other can not be. Like the left and the right, and like the above and the below. And uh, tomorrow? We may uh, we may discuss something about uh, what happened when the body uh, disintegrate, when the body does not function anymore. The body become a lifeless, uh, uh, and. Uh, object, and uh, the question asked is, where is the mind now? Where has it gone? this is very interesting question. And you don't have to get the answer right away. Well, it's interesting to leave uh, the question like that and begin to look and look and look. It's a very interesting uh, subject don't to be to be eager to find the, the answer right away. Because in the process of uh, learning, we discover many interesting things about the relationship between body and mind. Can the body die? Can the mind die? Is possible for someone to become nothing? Huh? Tomorrow we may have a chance to discuss about this. If you like, you can ask to be to, to stay with us adult and listen. Maybe the little ones are not interested in this, but if you are really interested and then you can ask to to stay with us. Okay? Children ask a very difficult questions Get with to know how Ta became a monk. When, uh, when Tai was uh, a little boy, one day he saw the drawing of the Buddha on the cover of a Buddhist magazine and the Buddha was sitting there, very peacefully. He was sitting on the grass, and very calm, very peaceful, very happy, and he was very impressed. And he wanted to be someone like a Buddha. Peaceful, happy, Because around him, people were not happy and calm like that. So that is the first time he really wanted to become a monk. And every day he thought about that. And the seed, uh, the desire, To be a monk, in him was water every day. That is the answer. Thank you. People uh, understand, people have uh, the different way of understanding the soul lamb. Seems to be bigger uh, than the spirit. That's the feeling only. It may not be the truth, but we, when we hear the word uh, soul, lamb, we feel that it's bigger and a little bit uh, heavier than uh, less free uh, spirit. In Vietnamese, we have uh, two words. Not in Buddhism, in Vietnamese, we have two words Hong and Via. Hong and Via. Uh, Hong is. Hong um, is. And the Vietnamese believe that there are three Hong is uh, the soul. The Soul, and there are three souls by whom, three kind of soul it 's very interesting because in Buddhist psychology we have uh, up to eight souls eight consciousness, the largest uh, the one at the autumn is uh, store consciousness, and then come the the seventh consciousness, which is uh, something like uh, the self, the awareness of the self, and then the, come the come come the, the mind consciousness and then ear, consciousness, nose, tongue, body, consciousness, and so on. A kind of consciousness. In Vietnamese we believe that, uh, in Vietnam we believe that three souls. <coughs> and we have uh, bãi, seven, seven via, ba hồn, five via. For ladies, they have nine nine vía. For gentlemen, they, they have only seven vias. It's like a vegetative soul, very close to the body. And when someone dies, the, the three, the three homes, the three souls uh, uh, cease to, to, to exist. And then the seven vias slowly uh, come to a standstill by via. and via has uh, has a more of a vegetative uh, nature very close to the body so i think uh, the same thing may be true with with soul and spirit spirit is lighter and soul is um, has more a vegetative vegetative uh, um, uh, element in it But uh, usually we say that uh, soul or spirit, they are not the body. And there also there is a distinction between body and soul. Whether it is soul or spirit, is not the body. That is uh, a dualistic uh, way of looking at uh, mind and body. So we fall into the same kind of trap. So it's not very useful to discuss uh, about the differences between the soul and spirit, but it is important to notice that there also there is the notion that body and soul, body is different from soul, body is different from spirit, and that uh, that approach is not uh, close to the truth, because we are still caught in the idea. That mind and body are two different things that can be separate from each other. Hmm. Very difficult questions. How old are you? What age are you? 5, et 9
1: <laughs> Grand garçon.
0: I think when uh, when when a boy or a girl can take care of himself or herself, and does not need uh, uh, their mother to to do that for them, and then I think they can become a novice monk. You know the about of uh, of the upper hamlet, Hill. he was ordained at the age of thirteen. Now he has become the abbot of Pumblish of uh, the upper hamlet and he started at the age of sixteen
2: uh,
0: uh, and uh, I think uh, sister sister Bánh Nghiêm, twelve yeah. So I think you can you, you you can hope that at the age of ten <laughs> you can be old. Hopefully. If you don't rely too much on your mother. You can take a shower by yourself, you can Wash wash, uh, your clothes by yourself, and then you know that it's time for you to be ordained as a monk. (laughs) And I can tell you that uh, there's a lot of fun when you become a monk. Thank you. <laughs> One more. Can I make my mother happy? It's easy when your mother is angry, you take a deep in-breath. And when you breathe out, you smile. You smile beautifully. And you ask your mother, Mommy, do you love me? Am I beautiful? (laughs) And you are fresh like a flower, you are smiling, and your mother cannot be angry at you. Thank you, Shilton, for asking these questions. You may like to uh, stand up and uh, salute the Sangha before you go out and continue your practice.
2: Um, J'aimerais savoir euh, s'il faut tout pardonner et tout m'accepter. Maybe we have to forgive everything, and how can we do that?
0: All of us uh, are unskillful at times. And when we are not skillful, we suffer, and we make the other person suffer. And that person might be the person we love. So unskillfulness is something that, uh, that happens to everyone. And we desire that uh, when we are unsealful, and we uh, suffer and make the other person suffer, we wish to be forgiven. But... um, But that is not enough. We have to learn from our unskillfulness. So we might ask the other person that uh, not only his or her forgiveness, but also her support. Hmm. We might ask him or her like this, uh, dear one, I am unskillful at times. So when I say something, or do something unskillful, I suffer and I make you suffer. It's very kind of you to forgive me, but I... I like to ask you a favor, that uh, when I... when I am about to say something or to do something unskillful please warn me please remind me so that i will not i will refrain from doing that because it may become a habit and after i have committed the unskillful act Not only you, you forgive me, but you um, you help me, you remind me that this is uh, unskillfulness so that next time I will, <coughs> I will not repeat at the same time. So we need to practice, and we need the help of the other person to help us practice. And the other other part of the answer is that uh, in order to forgive, uh, you have to see the suffering and the unskillfulness of the other person. The the other person may not want to hurt us, to make us suffer. It's only that uh, she has, or he has, a lot of unskillfulness. And that is why, if we recognize that that has come from the unskillfulness of that person, we will not be angry and we can forgive easily. And when we look at him or her and see the, the suffering in that person, which is at the base of all kinds of acts, uh, and words that are that make you suffer. When you see the suffering in him or in her, when you understand that suffering, when you know that the, that person is not capable of handling, of taking care of the suffering in him or in her, they become a victim of that suffering. And uh, we are only victim number number two or number three only. Uh, when you are able to see the suffering in him or in her, and see that uh, that person is victim of his own suffering, and then it's easy to forgive. Hmm. Recognize the suffering, understanding the suffering, and... Uh, Having the desire to help that person to suffer less, that help you to forgive very easily. Mm. Without that kind of understanding, forgiveness is difficult. Even if you want to forgive, you cannot forgive. Because he or she has made you suffer so many times. So, so many times. And even you have warned him or her, and he, they still continue to make you suffer. Difficult to forgive. But if you can understand the suffering, the deep suffering in him or in her, and see that he has been the victim number one of his own suffering, the situation becomes different. You can forgive more easily. Your own children you. Every student is a master. Uh, when you are a student, you play the role of uh, being your own master. Uh, you don't rely entirely on your teacher. Uh, you have you have to make uh, uh, to uh, to make uh, the teacher outside of you, uh, uh, inside of you. It's, it's possible uh, to train yourself so that uh, your teacher is not outside of you, but uh, he is outside, uh, always inside of you. So even when you are separated physically from your teacher, your teacher is still with you inside. And then, uh, suppose um, you are confronting a situation, and you do not know what to, how to react, how to act or react, and if you, uh, your teacher is not there for you to ask, and then you can tell yourself, In, uh, if this happened to my teacher, how would he act or react? And if you ask the question, uh, the teacher becomes inside. And uh, and uh, the teacher inside is always available. Mm. And if you are your own teacher, you can be the teacher of other people also. So you can be a disciple and a teacher at the same time. Mm. Suppose you hear from your teacher the practice of uh, Mindful walking. And if you practice well and enjoy every step uh, that you make, you walk that, uh, so that every step can be healing, and nourishing, and joyful, and peaceful, you are practicing as a, a good disciple. But people around monks or nuns or lay practitioners, when they see you walking like that with solidity and freedom and joy, they can learn from you, they can learn from your way of walking. So you walk as a teacher also. You practice as a student and you practice as a spiritual teacher as well. Even if you don't say anything, you are teaching people how to do it. So don't think that a teacher and a students are the two things that can be taken out of each other. Uh, a good uh, student is at the same time a good teacher. So it's not true that I'm, I'm not training teachers. Uh, when I train uh, students, I train teachers, because all students have to be teachers.
1: Si una de las bases de la religión budista es el amor de la naturaleza, porque no apoya igualmente el amor romántico entre la persona y sus muestras de amor.
0: And someone repeat. Seems to be interesting question. Buddha is a teacher of love, true love. Uh, love uh, for Mother Earth should be true love. And if it is true love, it can bring a lot of uh, happiness to you, to you and to Mother Earth. And romantic love, if it is true love, it can also bring a lot of happiness. But uh, if it is not true love, it will make uh, you suffer and make the others suffer as well. And uh, in the teaching of the Buddha, uh, true love needs uh, four elements. First of all, uh, mindful loving kindness. That is the capacity to offer happiness. If you cannot offer happiness, that's not true love. In romantic love, if you, if you don't, if you are not able to help the other person happy, that's not true love. So you should train yourself in order to be able to offer happiness to you and to him or to her. Without that, both will suffer. second uh, element of true love is uh, compassion. Compassion is the kind of uh, energy that can help... uh, 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 remove suffering. That can help uh, transform the suffering in you and in the other person. If you if uh, if you cannot transform and take care of the suffering in you and in other person, uh, that is not true love. That is why karuna. The second element of true love should be cultivated by, by you and by the other person. Romantic and not romantic, that's not important. The important is, it is true love and not true love. Right? Mm. And the third element of true love is joy. If by loving, you make the other person cry all the time, and you cry all the time, that's not true love. <laughs> romantic are not romantic. And the fourth element of true love is inclusiveness. That you do not, uh, you not exclude. His suffering is your suffering. His happiness is your happiness. There is no individual suffering and happiness anymore. In true love, there is the element of inclusiveness, non-discrimination. There is no, there is no separation. There is no frontier between you and the other person. In that spirit, you cannot say, that's your problem. No. Your problem is my problem. My suffering is your suffering. So this is uh, true love, the fourth uh, element of, of true love. And if uh, romantic love ha- has these four elements, it can bring a lot of happiness also. And the Buddha never never say negative things about uh, true love. And uh, romantic love, if you are successful, and then you will, will you will um, cultivate uh, a lot of uh, of a uh, of loving kindness and uh, compassion, and very soon your love will be all embracing. The other person is no longer the only object of your love. Because your love continues to grow and your love will embrace uh, all of us. And happiness becomes limitless. And that is the love of the Buddha. And that is the meaning of the fourth uh, element of true love, uh, inclusiveness. If it is uh, true love, and then it will continue to grow and include uh, more and more and more not only humans but also animals vegetables and minerals and that is a uh, uh, great love uh, maha karuna maha maitri and that is the love of the buddha bon sangs
2: Feeling, feeling.
0: The first thing to do is to heal yourself. Because if uh, society is uh, sick, we are sick at the same time. Because we are in society, and the collective suffering of society has influenced us, and that is why we have to recognize that uh, we need the healing for ourselves. If we cannot heal ourselves, we cannot help heal other people. And the, the first thing is to organize our life in such a way that we can protect ourselves. from the kind of energies that make you sick. Like when you watch television, the film may be full of violence, and fear and hate. And if uh, you allow yourself to watch uh, that uh, film, you are getting more violence, and fear and craving and hating you. And you are not uh, helping you to heal, but you are making yourself uh, more sick. When you eat, if you practice mindfulness of eating, and then you will not bring into your body uh, toxins and poisons. And that is to protect yourself. When you go to the market, you buy only the things that will not bring toxins into you, into your body and your mind. You will not buy the kind of magazine that has articles full of fear, anger, hate, and craving. So the problem is how to how to practice uh, the fifth uh, mindfulness training, mindful consumption. Because uh, our society is a society of consumption. We believe that uh, the, the more consume, the happier we become. We need um, money to buy. But people are consuming a lot more and suffer a lot more. Because they don't practice the mindful consumption. You consume food, you consume uh, magazines, music, films, books, conversation. Conversation is uh, consumption. What the other person say may be full of toxin, may, full, may be full of uh, hate and despair. And if you listen to her for one hour, you consume. And if the other person says things that, that has a lot of compassion and joy, and then you consume good things. So conversation is also consumption. The internet is consumption. There are many good things, but there are also many uh, talks. Toxins, poisons. So the first thing we want to do is to protect us from allowing these poisons and toxins to enter our body and our mind. And by doing so, we heal ourselves. And we are happy, compassionate, fresh. And we are in a situation to help people of our generation and other people. And one person cannot do it. You need friends. You need another friend, two other friends, three other friends. You need a group of people, a group of dedicated people who live in such a way. They can preserve uh, health and joy and compassion. And as a Sangha, you have more hope of changing society. And uh, (coughs) there are still um, many Buddhist practitioners in Korea. And many of them practice only devotion. The Buddhism of (coughs) of devotion. To pray To the Buddha and ask Buddha to give us health and wealth and things like that. Many Buddhists ask for these things, the things that Buddha has left behind, like fame, power, political power. Uh, sex, good food. And Siddhartha has left all that behind in order to become a monk and search for true happiness. And now we are praying the Buddha to give us exactly these things that he has has rejected. And then there are those who ask for uh, the Buddha that uh, their son, their daughter, will be uh, successful in their examination, um, uh, uh, asking the Buddha for for these things. um. And why the teaching of the Buddha is uh, to help us to to take care of our body, to take care of our feelings, to transform our suffering and to have uh, true joy, true happiness true happiness is not made of uh, of uh, power fame wealth and sex true happiness is made of understanding and love and compassion so we need uh, a community of people who practice uh, according to this uh, teaching of the Buddha, to become a healthy, a healthy and joyful uh, community. And as we have brothers and sisters who are healthy, who are compassionate, who are in harmony, we can help. We can help people to heal. One person even a, a Buddha, is not enough. The Buddha knows that, knew that. And that's why after enlightenment, he began to search for a Sangha. Without the Sangha, the Buddha cannot achieve his career of a teacher. So we, if we want to help society to suffer less, to heal, we did a Sangha. And we should consider ourselves as the first element of the sangha, and then we look for another person that live in harmony and and compassion and happiness. We do exactly like the like, uh, what the Buddha did after enlightenment: build the sangha. Without the sangha, you cannot hope to achieve uh, something important. Even a Buddha is not enough. We need many Buddhas. We need many bodhisattvas. And when we build a Sangha with brothers and sisters who are dedicated to the practice, there are many bodhisattvas in our Sangha and then we can effectively help society to change. So you may like to go home and look around. To recognize uh, people of your maybe of your age first, who have that kind, uh, the same kind of uh, intention, aspiration, and sit down and discuss about how how to how to set up how to build a community of practitioners who are, who are happy, harmonious, compassionate healthy. And then there is hope. So our hope is in the Sangha. Without the Sangha, we cannot do much. And we know that the Buddha is an, was an excellent uh, Sangha builder. We have to learn from him. It's not very easy to build a Sangha. You have to get a lot of love, understanding, patience, in order to build a Sangha. When I met uh, uh, Pastor Martin King, uh, we discussed about Sangha building. I said that uh, without a strong Sangha, he cannot succeed. And after King was assassinated, I, I was very sad because he, he could not continue the work of Sangha building. So I double, double, double my, doubled my efforts and I tried to build a Sangha. In Europe and in America, because uh, at that time I was in exile, because I had there uh, uh, to call uh, for peace, for the cessation of uh, hostility in Vietnam, and that is why the warring parties they did not uh, allow me to go home, and I had to spend 40 years in exile in the West. I left my sangha. In Vietnam, and I know that if I want to do something, I had to build a sangha here in Europe and America, because I knew that without the sangha, we cannot do much. And he is my sangha. My sangha is a little bit everywhere in Europe, and in America and Asia also. So Sangha is a hope. If you want to be a bodhisattva, to help the Buddha, you need a Sangha. Sangha building is a very crucial thing to do. And every one of us should be a Sangha builder. After the retreat we have when we go back to our city, we have to look around and identify elements of our Sangha, and build a group of people practicing walking, meditation, sitting meditation, dharma sharing, and so on. That help us uh, um, that help us to continue the practice, not to lose our practice. And that helps us to have uh, a place for other people to come and take refuge, and learn the practice. So, Sangha building is very important. So that is what you are going to do when you go back to, to your country.
1: Pas toujours que c'est le cas. Euh, par exemple, euh, je ne comprends pas comment vous faites, vous, quand vous êtes devant nous, quand vous méditez, pour être si sûr de vous physiquement. Comment vous ne savez pas, par exemple, que votre nez va couler, etc. Le corps humain, est... je n'ai pas l'impression qu'il soit si bien vu que ça. Si on doit se laver, si les femmes doivent s'épiler, etc. C'est parce qu'on n'est peut-être pas si beau que ça. Et, euh, et si on doit couper les cheveux, les oreilles, etc. C'est... C'est bien parce qu'on n'est pas si beau que ça, et je ne comprends pas comment, vous fait, pour avoir aussi confiance en vous physiquement, de nous. comment vous faites pour oser être devant nous comme ça et vous sentir beau devant nous. Je ne comprends pas. Tu veux dire en anglais aussi En anglais aussi Et ça Here in fun of nature, say, Be yourself be beautiful. When I look at Mother Earth, are find really beautiful. But when I love people, for some of them, I don't find them really beautiful. So, I don't understand why you say to yourself beautiful because sometimes we are not beautiful. This is why we have to take care, like to use like makeup for women and to take care of hair, etc. I mean, I don't, I don't find myself so beautiful. in his body, if, if comfortable. Mm-hmm. So, so, so confident in his body. I don't understand how you do to be so confident in your body, because in my body, you always make so still, I like it like some stuff, I will be like, you
0: do <laughs> Interesting question, man. We agree with each other is, uh, that uh, Mother Earth is beautiful, right? Mm. And she knows how to uh, preserve her beauty. She does not need uh, cosmetics. And yet she, she knows how to transform. She has the power of transformation and healing. And we have to learn from her. To me, Mother Earth is a real bodhisattva, a very beautiful bodhisattva, having a lot of uh, virtues, like uh, non-discrimination. Mother Earth does not discriminate. Mother Earth does not say, you are beautiful, you are not beautiful. I am beautiful, I am not beautiful. Mother Earth never say, I am beautiful. She is beautiful, but she never say, I am beautiful. Hmm. And uh, if we practice well enough, you see that we ourselves are children of Mother Earth. You cannot deny it. Buddha, bodhisattvas, saints, and even terrorists are children of the Earth, right? And as the children of Mother Earth, we carry Mother Earth inside of us. Right? Mother Earth is not only outside of us, and she is also inside of us. If you look into yourself, you see Mother Earth, you carry the Mother Earth. And if Mother Earth is beautiful, We are beautiful. There should be no complex. If Mother Earth is beautiful, we are beautiful also. The problem is whether we know how to preserve our beauty. If Mother Earth is without discrimination, we have to learn non-discrimination as a virtue. This person is beautiful, that person is not beautiful. I am beautiful enough, I am not beautiful enough. That is discrimination. And since we have a lot of discrimination, we have a lot of fear, we are afraid that we are not beautiful enough. We have no confidence. So, the problem is that Is that uh, whether we know how to preserve our beauty and preserve our the virtues that our beautiful mother has? I think that uh, the teaching of the Buddha on love is um, is is um, very crucial, very helpful. Mother Earth is very uh, loving, very uh, compassionate, loving kindness and compassionate. And she loves without discrimination. She does not prefer one species over another. Can we do that? Mother Earth has a lot of compassion. She is able to help us heal if we know how to go back to her and surrender to her and we can get the healing from Mother Earth. Our practice of touching the Earth as a, our practice as a walking meditation is to help us go back to the earth, and get the healing that we uh, that we need. Even the Buddha practice is uh, touching the earth. And there is a, a mudra called uh, Bhumi Sparsha, earth touching. The Buddha is touching the earth with his, uh, his hand. He is in connection with Mother Earth. And we human, we lose um, that kind of contact with Mother Earth. We are alienated from nature, from Mother Earth. That, we, that is why we become sick. And because of that, uh, that uh, lack of uh, non-discrimination, equanimity, we begin to suffer. We think that we are more beautiful than someone else. We are, We believe that we are less beautiful than someone else, or we believe that we are equally beautiful. So these kind of complexes make us suffer a lot. And uh, if we try to buy cosmetics, uh cosmetics, if we do plastic surgery. Mm -hmm. Because we don't have confidence. We don't know that we are beautiful like that. We think that uh, in order to be beautiful, you should be like that, like this, like like that. You have a notion of of beauty. But for Mother Earth, non-discrimination is the way she looks. And if we learn that way of looking, we can see that everything is beautiful. A swan is beautiful. A horse is beautiful. A monkey is beautiful. A frog is beautiful. A flower is beautiful. A a grass blade is also beautiful. Everything is a wonder. Everything is beautiful. Not only the lotus is beautiful, but the mud is also beautiful. That is the mind of non-discrimination. And you know that in Plum Bridge we have um, the practice It uh, has invented for the children, the, the pebble meditation. About beauty and freshness and solidity and freedom. The children get four pebbles and practice. The first pebble represents um, a flower. Breathing in, I see myself as a flower. You are born as a flower in a garden of humanity. Look at the, the babies, they are very beautiful. They are all flowers. Their face is uh, truly a flower. Their tiny hand is a flower. Their tiny foot is a flower. And the, and the child is beautiful when she sleeps. The child is beautiful when she plays. But we are doubt. We have lost our beauty and freshness because we don't know how to preserve that beauty. we cried too much. And our eyes are not uh, limpid and beautiful anymore. We have many wrinkles because we worry uh, too much. So practicing breathing in, I see myself as flower. Breathing out, I feel fresh. Is to restore your flowerness, your freshness. That you have uh, lost, many of us have lost some of our freshness and beauty. Beauty understood the way uh, Mother Earth uh, has. And if you are not uh, fresh, not uh, natural, not beauty, you are not happy you have not much to offer to the person you love. So the first uh, pebble represents beauty, a flower, a freshness. Breathing in, I see myself. I do not imagine, I don't need to imagine because I am a flower in the garden of humanity. I can restore my my freshness, my beauty, even if I, I am over 80 years old. and old person can be beautiful, can be fresh also. And our practice of meditation has to do with this. The second pebble represents uh, a mountain. Breathing in, I see myself as a mountain. Breathing out, I feel solid. Solidity is part of uh, the beauty of the earth. When you are not stable, when you are not solid, people cannot count on you. Happiness is not possible if you are not stable, if you are not solid. So to breathe like that is to restore solidity, stability, and not to allow the, the past, the future, the worries to to pull you away. You are solid. You are solidly, solidly established in the present moment. Solidity is, uh, uh, is a part of uh, uh, is a uh, a very uh, important uh, uh, element of happiness. And the third pebble represents uh, peace, calm, breathing in, I see myself as still water, peaceful, reflecting things as they are, not distorting. And if you are peaceful, if you are not disturbed by anger and fear, and then you are beautiful. And that is what uh, makes you happy, and that is what you can offer to the person you love. If you are not peaceful, you don't have much to offer him or her. And peace is possible with the practice of mindful breathing, mindful walking, and mindful embracing our, our sorrow, our fear. Peace is possible and then the last bible is freedom breathing in i see myself as space breathing out i feel free the moon is beautiful because she has a lot of space around her uh, there will be a full moon in a few days and we can practice uh, contemplating the moon together so if uh, if you are free from worries, and fear, and anger, you are beautiful, you are happy, you are truly beautiful. And when you look at a person, and if you see that person has a freshness, has a solidity, has a freedom, you see real beauty. And a person like that does not need cosmetics. A person like that does not need uh, plastic uh, surgery. And people like to come and sit close to that person. And uh, if you have uh, that kind of peace in you, that kind of uh, space, freedom in you, that kind of solidity in you, you have confidence. If you don't wear uh, lipsticks, uh, powder and uh, a good, uh, expensive dress. You are beautiful anyway. And confidence comes from that. And that is why uh, uh, the sentence, "Be yourself, be beautiful," is to encourage people not to seek beauty from the outside, not to have complex and to be yourself as uh, a child of the earth. And then you have true beauty. Dear friends, um, now we have some time to do walking meditation, and then we will have a formal meal today, like in the tradition. And the walking meditation will be shorter than uh, yesterday, uh, the day before yesterday. So that we have the time to um, to prepare ourselves for the formal meal